the New Media Consortium. The NMC is a consortium of more than 200 leading colleges, universities, museums, corporations, and other learning-focused organizations dedicated to the exploration and use of new media and new technologies. Hello again, this is Alan Levine, and I'd like to welcome you to NNC Conversations, issue number three. It's July 2007. Issue number four, thank you. (laughs) Got to keep track of those things. Thank you, Rachel. Anyhow, we're going to talk today about the Horizon Project, because it's about this time of year uh, in August when we begin the process to start up next year's Horizon Project, and we're going to meet two teachers who we kind of met through this year's uh, Horizon Project. So uh, what, do you, what, do we, what are you seeing so far, Larry, as we're kind of heading into another round for the Horizon Project? Well, 2007 was a very interesting year for the project. It's, it's really become something that, that a lot of people are beginning to embrace. And I'm so glad that we're getting to talk to Julie and Vicki today because it's a fantastic example of how people are using the work that we're doing to inform other projects literally around the globe. Um, that, that's been the biggest new thing. Last year we, we, for the first time, really took a global view um, in the work of the advisory board on the Horizon Project. Of course, we'll do that again this year, um, and and I think it's really paid off. That's great, and uh, also uh, kind of new this year, we're working on a, a research end of this. What's happening with that, Rachel? Well, this was um, a project, sort of a part of the starburst of activities around the Horizon Report, and what we did is we tried to work with people who were using the Horizon Report in projects they were doing on their campuses to identify research questions that were pertinent to the six topics. And what we're doing is uh, we got a lot of feedback from people. We had a wiki where they could go and put their thoughts down and what they would like to see research about. And we're pulling all that together into a document, which is all but done, and we're getting ready to release it. We're really excited about it, and we hope to build on it in the future, do it maybe next year, maybe expand it a little bit. But that should be coming out very soon. Yeah, it's going to be a permanent part of the Horizon Project. Uh, what we like about it is that it extends the report, you know, which comes out each January. In fact, uh, as you well know, Alan, we're, we're about to start the 2008 edition in literally about a week. Um, and so this makes it be a project that, that really spans the entire year. And we're really excited to have on our uh, conference call today two teachers that were involved in an international project that actually I found out, of all things, through Twitter, um, which we're not talking about, but it was an interesting way to discover uh, something very, yeah, something really relevant to what we're doing. Um, and um, we have Vicki Davis, otherwise known as Cool Cat Teacher from Atlanta, and her colleague Julie Lindsay, who is right now, uh, unfortunately for us, on the Gold Coast of Australia. We're very jealous. I'd like just to ask each of you to uh, introduce yourselves to us, and then we'll kind of come back and uh, start asking you some questions about your project. So, hello, Vicki. Hello, and I uh, would like to compliment Alan. He was actually an expert advisor for our Horizon project, and we appreciated 
your involvement and uh, you can imagine the students became extremely motivated and excited when they saw that the part of the uh, authorship of the original Horizon Project was uh, advising. It was just really a, a great moment when that happened. But I'm Vicki Davis. I'm at Westwood Schools in Camilla, Georgia, actually about three and a half hours from Atlanta. I'm in very rural Georgia. Uh, we have about 5,000 people in Camilla. Um, so it's a small town. Uh, I'm a teacher, technology administrator, and advise the curriculum director on technology integration. We do have K through 12 at our small uh, school here, and I teach 8th through 12th uh, at different times during the year. I'm going to pass it on to Julie. Okay, and uh, Julie, was uh, you were in Bangladesh actually during the project, and I understand you're in, you're moving to a new position. Yeah. Yes. Hi, Ellen uh, uh, and Larry and everyone. Um, yes, I've just finished four years in international school DACA in Bangladesh, and uh, I'm currently in Australia. I'm originally from Australia, and uh, here, moving another uh, month or so to the Middle East. I'm going to Qatar, and I'll be taking up a position of head of IT at Qatar Academy, which is a, a K to 12 school, uh, quite a reputable school in the Middle East. So I'm really looking forward to, to that challenge. Uh, what I'd like to do at this point, um, uh, Julie and Vicki, is, is ask you how the project came to be and how two teachers, one in rural Georgia and one all the way around the world in Bangladesh, happened to find each other to put together this project. You know, I connected through the uh, K-12 conference uh, last year and also I was reading uh, Vicki's blog and she talked about uh, the fact that she'd been reading Thomas Friedman's book, The, Flat, uh, the World is Flat. And uh, we connected through through that common interest, and we ran a project called the Flat Classroom Project, which is an award-winning project uh, now. And then uh, we moved on to uh, the Horizon Project uh, in the second half of the year, in the second semester. Uh, Vicky said, oh, she just found this great uh, report, the Horizon Report, by the New Media Consortium, and uh, she said this would be a great uh, uh, report. And we found three classrooms, and we ran it as a five-classroom, uh, completely global, uh, interactive project online. So we actually, the concept of, of flat classroom projects, and we actually call the Horizon Project part of our flat classroom strategy, is to eliminate the walls of the classroom and to integrate our classrooms with other classrooms around the world so that students will be working on a project with someone that's literally around the world that they cannot see face-to-face -face because this is the business model that is happening in the world today. I have a brother-in-law that, that has a website designed for him up in Atlanta, and he literally has five or six people from different countries all on his team. So we wanted our students to experience that. And we also wanted to improve upon what we did with the first project uh, with better rubrics. And we also, we have 53 students on this project um, from China, Australia, Austria, Bangladesh, and the United States. And we actually split them into six teams for the six trends um, that that you had in the Horizon 2007 report. And we actually had student project managers to manage those teams. So that added a whole new element um, to this project. We took the students who excelled at the work in the flat classroom project, and we wanted to give them a little bit more of an experience, learning experience. So that is what we did with it. It was a wiki-centric project, and it is an open wiki, and it can be viewed at horizonproject.wikispaces.com. Thanks. That's a, a great intro to the project. Um, can you talk a little bit about 
its importance to you as teachers, uh, a project that's so unusual and involves so many students in so many different locations? Well, I know for me, and, and then I'll hand it over to Julie, that so many schools um, here, here in America, basically their computer program, if they have one, is just teaching about Microsoft Word. And that is falling so far short of what we need to be teaching. We wanted our students to understand the trends shaping our world, but we really wanted them to experience those trends. Whether it was using cell phones, and that group would actually, we had a great uh, video by Atif in um, Bangladesh that I would encourage everyone to see where he actually invented the future of mobile phones. It was very exciting. We had the students in Second Life and Virtual Worlds in stating their opinion. But so many people are speaking for students. And these students will be in college in the next one to five years. And we wanted to give the students the opportunity to speak for themselves because user-created content is one of the trends in the Horizon Report 2007. And we really wanted the students to create student-created content about what they envisioned for their future. And um, when Alan became involved in the project, they really saw that someone would be reading this and it could even influence the future of uh, the Horizon Report. So, Julie? was actually a, a senior IT class through the project and rather than just study Web 2.0 tools and sort of fiddle around with them in our own classroom, we were able to put them into action to communicate with other people and collaborate with other people and I think it's really, um, it's really changed dramatically over the last 12 months the way that, that I work in my own classroom with the tools that I use and, and how I get the students to, to communicate not only between themselves but to, to look outward all the time. And, and uh, as a, a school in, sitting in Bangladesh, in, in a lot of respects, but at the same time, my students were, were also already quite worldly in that their families often travel, they often travel outside of Bangladesh. So they knew a lot. I mean, I've even had students who had lived in other countries uh, at various times of their lives. But um, you know, at the same time, it's, they, they were able to use the technology and to look at the, the trends that the Horizon Report identified and to think about that and to, and to, to consolidate their own uh, thinking. And, and I was quite surprised, you know, for example, the idea of social networking, your, your, your second um, point in your report, uh, you know, we think, oh, the students uh, think it's all great, they all want to do it, and we're trying to work out ways that we can be integrated into our curriculum. And, and you know, a couple of my students said, well, look, you know, this, this, is, this is addictive, right? We don't know that we should have this at school. This, uh, we don't know that we should have Facebook or, or MySpace. And, and, you know, I could see that they were thinking about it and, that, and they were discussing it. And, and I, just, I just think this is all, all very good and it's all very, uh, you know, excellent to be working on. Yes, and in what she was saying about the social networking, the students really said they wanted to keep uh, home and personal, you know, work and personal separate or school and personal separate, that they really don't want to do schoolwork on their MySpace, they don't want to do it on their Facebook, that they want to, that they think we should call it student networking or educational networking and, and stay out of their personal lives. And, you know, so many people have, have misassumptions about what they think students want. We actually learned a lot from the students um, that we had, had misunderstood. That, that's really interesting uh, feedback, almost not what we would uh, expect uh, to hear from the students. Wow, and, and that's the kind of things that we want to learn. So it's so exciting for us that we're actually hearing from the students who are um, involved in looking at this uh, technology. And, and what I thought was, was so important about this is that you were using so many of the tools uh, in actually the course of your work. Can, can you talk about, you used, you know, you mentioned Wikispace as a sort of the hub for your project. 
what were some of the other web tools that um, you tried and uh, you know how did they work out for you? Web produced to uh, um, Evoca. Uh, Evoca.net, which is um, Evoca.com, I think it is, which is um, recording audio and putting a uh, podcast audio up online. Uh, we certainly used uh, YouTube and TeacherTube. We used Twitter. We used um, Mebo for instant messaging. Uh, we used, uh, let's see, we used Illuminate. We had a, a grant from the Illuminate people to have a room uh, where we ran synchronous events. So not, never at any stage during the project could we get all five schools in together on a synchronous event, of course, because um, we were all geographically just too spread out. Uh, Vicky wants to interject with something. Off you go. I thought the Illuminate was great because we could actually record and share and listen at other, other times, so we didn't have to be in at the same time. We also used something called AirSet to help us with our time zones, and once you go onto AirSet and set up your account, it'll actually show you everything um, in your time zone. So we had all of the teachers the last two weeks of the project go in and put their time zones in the uh, in AirSet and deliver that via RSS into the wiki, but I was just going to mention about about the delicious links. That was one of the most exciting things. We had peer reviewers, which were other students, but we also had um, used the tagging standard created by the Horizon 2007 report. And your experts, um, the experts affiliated with this project, but other people around the world, used those tagging standards and actually fed the students the most current research. And that was so very exciting. Um, I really believe that that delicious um, or some sort of bookmarking tool should actually be something that every high school student is taught. We just think that it's very important to uh, to make sure that students understand how that works because eventually, you know, at the college level, as you do research, people that are your peers could actually send your um, tag and send you information. So we think that there should be more, uh, you know, tagging. Uh, to be done and, and sharing of social bookmarking. That's great. And actually, you, you, you took it to another level because, I mean, within your groups, you had a whole other layer of tags to help, um, you know, document the progress and the researchers. Um, I, I think Larry wants to jump in with a question. Uh, actually, uh, an observation. Um, I, I really think that's, that you've hit on a very important point there, that, that the, uh, the social networking aspects of the Horizon Project are really what made – uh, the connection between your work and our work possible, um, and the 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 fact that the students used it in the ways that they did to to make what was already a fairly fresh report even fresher is a tremendous example of the power of these tools. I think that they should not just be limited to schools, but though that we ought to be finding ways to integrate them into every project. It's it's um, it's one of the interesting things about our project is that we we try to walk the walk with this as we as we do it and so you know the use of delicious and those kinds of tags actually came out of um, the, the previous year's report when, when social networking really started to come on the scene very strongly and we built on it this year um, and I, I expect it's going to become even more important but tremendous example of why um, in in the work of your students. I'd like to ask you, the two of you, what what, what was the most important insight that, that surfaced for you as you were working with these students and, and in this uh, remarkable global project? Um, I'll go first with that one. Um, I think for me, um, it, it, there were so many things that came out of it 
that about halfway through my project or through our project, uh, the students came to me and said, you know, we realize that the news media is not telling us the truth about uh, about other countries, and we think that more students, you know, in America in particular, in North America, need to have a better understanding of the world outside outside our sort of isolated continent here. I think that's probably the the ethnocentricity that is so uh, apparent. Um, one of the things we had to deal with was English is different in different parts of the world. So the students actually had to specify which, you know, is this going to be Australian English, uh, American English, British English, what's going to be the English? Um, and, and that was so uh, foreign to, to them, as well as even things like uh, we can't say fall or spring or winter because it, you know, Southern Hemisphere has the opposite seasons that we do. We have to specifically specify months. So there are a lot of things that as they work on these teams that you can have all the cultural literacy you want to, but until you truly um, work with people in other parts of the world, you're really not going to understand um, what it means and the cultural differences. Um, we had something actually in the first project, the Flat Classroom Project, where um, we had to teach our, our young men to be very professional with um, with the, the ladies in the other classrooms because there's a different standard of what's appropriate um, for flirting actually and so we're talking about teenagers here um, so that was a big thing for for my classroom was just understanding um, the um, the difference in the cultures and, and what's appropriate and what's not although I could go on and give you many other examples Julie? Mm, yeah, we, we'd already been working through some of those issues though I know part of the Horizon Project we did get a lot of our advisors and, and people uh, we had about 35 educators on a, a Ning uh, helping us with the project and we did work through the, the whole sort of internationalism and the globalization of the project but I think for me I mean the Horizon Project following on from the Flat Classroom Project really tipped the scale. I mean, I've gone right over the top now in terms of, of how I, I work in the classroom and this is sort of, it's really just lighted up, you know, lit a, a, a globe in my head that this, this is how it works, this is how constructivism works, this is how you, you connect and collaborate and this is, this is really going to be the start of, of a whole new regime for, for myself as an educator. I think that one, one thing to mention is um, Daniel Pink's book, A Whole New Mind, um, is really an important book and, and we're going to make sure that, that in our future projects that the students are exposed to some of that material because um, it, it talks about the um, we have to move past just the left brain rote memorization and get into right brain thinking and innovation and having such projects as this where students actually have to invent a future that hasn't been invented yet um, I think is very much a part of moving to the conceptual age both at the college level and at the high school level Before you jump in Rachel I just want to ask a question that shouldn't be on the tape so since we're at the end of a segment <laughs> that we're going to edit out anyway because it's got the boing boings in it um, have you guys ever met Julie and and, um, mm -hmm. and Vicki? We, we met uh, at NECC uh, the first project the Flat Classroom Project received their SIGTEL uh, online learning award for 2006 so we actually met at NECC about three and a half, four weeks ago. And it was like meeting an old friend <laughs> for the first time. Yeah. It was great. It was really great. You did the entire project then before that. So We did yeah. two entire projects before yeah. that. Vicki and 
Julie, you talked a little bit just now about some of the um, insights that the students had. What was the the impact of the project on the students? What did they take away? From My students quite literally are transformed. Um, after these two projects, it was amazing. I had a group of 10th graders, and out of this class, I had a very small class. It's one of the smallest we've ever had at our school of, of, of 13 students. And um, we actually had one student go on to win uh, state extemporaneous speaking. Another student went on to win state essay. And their ability to formulate opinions and uh, discuss it is just amazing. And it's, it's all levels of the classroom. Um, I had somebody in to observe um, that teaches at a, a Ph.D. level in education and she uh, she listened to one of the oral quizzes. I actually give oral quizzes to make student make sure the students have read the horizon report. Um, otherwise, you know, you just have to make sure it's read in order to have that base of knowledge. So she listened um, to it and she said when we were done, and this was halfway through the project, that those students uh, know more about information technology and the trend shaping the world today than her PhD students. Uh -huh. um, she was that impressed and, and and it is very impressive to hear. I'd like to say that that Julie and I and the other teachers, uh, Barbara and John and Ed, that we could take credit for what happened with the students. But it's truly an example of where we created the structure, we made the connections between the students, and we pushed and encouraged the students. But they ultimately taught themselves. In each of those six categories, those students really know more than probably their teachers uh, in, in most of those. And it was, it was stunning what the students taught us. Uh, they truly became experts, and, and their lives have changed. Um, I know one of my students has actually published some work uh, that's coming out in Coming of Age 2 for Terry Friedman. So, Julie? Uh, yes, I'd like to say that uh, it, made, it made the students realize that I'm not just a focal point in the classroom either. I mean, there were other people commenting on the wiki pages uh, on their work. There were other uh, educators and, and advisors who were helping them with their, with their project work wasn't um, uh, just a, a single teacher-centric classroom. It was five classrooms with, with uh, other advisors and people stepping in and out and coming with their, with their ideas, their video and this and that. So it was just an extremely amazing experience for them as well. And the Horizon Project just sort of brought all of that together. I was saying to other teachers, well, well, they're working for me. They're, they're, they're doing wonderful things with the Horizon Project. And it just sort of gave them a sense of purpose and gave them a, 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 a new way of working that was non-traditional, but uh, made you know allowed them to excel in uh, things that they were interested in, because they were able to go off on their different tangents and to actually you know have some fun with it as well. And I think that's that's really important. It's really exciting, and I really appreciate both uh, Vicky and Julie uh, for joining us. Uh, just scheduling this took a little bit of gymnastics and suffering through the mysteries of Skype. And we hope we can come back and have a, another conversation uh, to hear more because there's, there's so much to really tell about this project. And I hope, um, you know, I've seen your names on the wiki, and I hope there might be a way for you to participate um, in sort of the um, advisory board uh, or some part of the process for next year's cycle. Yep, I was thinking the very same thing, Alan. And so uh, I, I have a feeling that uh, we're going to hear more from, from both Julie and Vicki. And we want to thank you very much for your time today. Um, we're, we're definitely recording all of those keyboard strokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is the reality of uh, uh -huh. communicating on the net. And I'm sure you've dealt with many stories just when working with uh, five different schools. It's an amazing accomplishment. Yep. 
if you'll let me, I'd love to mention about the upcoming project that we'll be running um, in uh, October, November, and then we do plan on having another Horizon project. Um, I would say in the spring, but we're actually looking at uh, uh, March, April timeframe. Uh, but we are looking for uh, a, a few more schools, and um, they can check the uh, the wiki for information, horizonproject.wikispaces.com. But uh, we'd really like to find a school in, uh, in, in Africa, and, uh, and we also have a couple other places we'd like to find schools, so, um, as well as a, a, a public school here in North America as well, so, and, and another one in South America. So that's kind of where we're looking to, uh, to move, to, to have more geographic diversity, and, and we also have a few other things planned. So just contact us. Uh, uh, drop us an email or stop by the blog and and, uh, and let us know if you'd like to participate. That's really exciting, and uh, you can definitely count on the 2008 Horizon Report coming out in late January. So uh, I'm really excited to hear that you guys are going to do this uh, again because it just added so much to this year's process. We would love to have multiple Horizon projects going on, not just ours, um, and, and really uh, expand it. I mean, we could even see, you know, hundreds of classrooms doing a similar type project and have some ideas for how that could work. So uh, your report is, is great. It is great material. It is very current, in, in, but it's also concise enough um, to, to be handled in a classroom. So it's great. Excellent job. It was great, It's uh, and we really uh, would love uh, staying in touch with you and uh, being part of the next report and uh, working with this because it's been fantastic. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you again, everybody, for joining us. And we will uh, be doing another NMC conversation in a couple weeks. We're going to make this a regular series, and you'll have all kinds of technology adventures. Right, folks? Thank you for listening to this new Media Consortium podcast. You can learn more about the NMC and access more content at our website, www.nmc.org.